Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Yo, what it is. Here it is. Uh, I swear to God, this is not a lost episode. This is a regular episode. Last <laughs> <laughs> week we recorded, but fell through the cracks of our potentially crumbling democracy. You know, I guess that's it, right? You, yeah. you step on a crack and you lose a podcast. So. <laughs> 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 Shit. Uh, either way, this is a matinee edition. Ooh, yeah. This is the most emotionally exhausted episode of bad day edition but don't worry i'm still drinking coffee dear listener and it does have that delicious oatly oat milk in there there it is let's be that first podcast to ever be sponsored by an oat milk company the oat is flowing just give it to us oatly we're waking up early and milking the oats (laughs) yeah you have to i I read once that you have to do it before three in the morning you have to kind of do it somewhere right after the witching hour so oh, <laughs> right after the witching hour yeah, yeah that's how you get the juiciest milk out of the oats okay yeah yeah that's how that's how it goes <laughs> so i guess i guess we would be we would be remiss to not uh mention well the outcome of the election i mean technically it was entertainment okay so i was watching <laughs> technically news. So i was watching news they think things are wrong with our democracy right uh, but i was <laughs> i was watching the news for like i felt like i don't know like four days 72 hours at least straight like I just, same <laughs> uh we even had it on at work like just like turned down in the back really yeah yeah yeah. we were we were trying to like we were we were trying to keep up on it um obviously though dear listener uh you friendly hot dog uh joe biden is clearly the president-elect of the united states of america thank god hallelujah oh god i was i was worried that first night i couldn't imagine like what my reaction would have been if this didn't if that was was opposite you know yeah I'm, uh, did you see, uh, I heard this morning that supposedly Jared Kushner and Melania Trump have gone to hopefully former president Donald Trump and told him to just concede the election. Yeah, I actually, I have seen that. I've heard, uh, I, our old heart and space Twitter is, is pretty highly politicized sometimes depending on where I'm at in the day. <laughs> to anybody that saw that Instagram story, that you had the other day about your oh. tweet getting taken down and the account getting locked. Hey man, so, <laughs> sometimes you, were, you shake a fist too hard. Who who, who was that at? Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, actually. Oh. I, you, our, yeah, according told, to Twitter, you met you you were threatening physical harm. I said that Lindsey Graham should fall asshole first onto a jagged stick. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe I wrote and die after it, but you know, like whatever. Oh, the dude God. got reelected. He wins. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, fuck, man. 
that, I'm like that fucking lizard is still in office, but they're, they're, Trump is leaving office, and that's great. Yeah, hopefully. Hope <laughs> if if they're really organizing, send against, the they're really organizing him against the uh, uh, against leaving office, holding press conferences at Four Seasons, fucking <laughs> landscaping <laughs> between between a sex shop and a crematorium. <laughs> what kind of weird? Which, depressing shit is that dude trevor noah said it best that's exactly where you'd expect to find rudy giuliani between a crematorium and a sex shop absolutely oh my god uh yeah they're they're all over the place man i i i think what's what what they're i think what donald trump is gonna find is that more people including probably a lot of his supporters uh uphold the idea of like peaceful transitions of power and yeah. you know things like that a little more than they uphold actually him but yeah. that that being you know that being said that's an optimistic take on everything and i feel like donald trump has surprised us time and time again with being uh outlandish in his behavior and so who knows where his litigation fascist yeah. the the um i will say i will hold out hope because Absolutely. I think there, there are more people who are Republicans that are too scared to vote for Democrats mm. that are that that are willing to uphold the peaceful transition of power rather than I don't I don't think every person who voted for Trump is a racist lunatic. No, that is no. a mirror image of Donald Trump. Otherwise, 48. Well, it's like 47 percent of our country. Like the, our nation would have been burned to the ground by now. Like, I yeah. think there are enough semi-logical people to uphold that fundamental part of our democracy. Agreed. I, I, I think, like I said, I think you'll see that whether he really wants to admit it now or not, Donald Trump lost and he's going to probably crawl off and start that news network he wanted to do after like, you know, he thought he was going to lose the first election. Yeah. And uh, dude, yeah, I go from there. I mean, like if he, if he concedes, if he doesn't concede, all we know is that I would re all I know is that I would be down with watching him get dragged out of the white house. <laughs> I, I think everybody in America would, including his supporters just for the entertainment value. I think it would be pretty fucking funny. The like, best, even, the most like played YouTube video of all time. Right dude, him putting up a fight, trying to get dragged out of the white house. <laughs> He's held up in the oval office. He put He's a chair done. against the doorknob. He's, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw one reporter put it best, in my opinion, and it was that a concession is not necessary for the transition of power. All that's no. necessary is that Joe Biden shows up to the inauguration and is sworn in. Yep. And once that happens, it's game over. And Trump can admit that or not and uh, deal with it or not. But like he doesn't, I mean, he's not constitutionally obligated to make a concession. He's not constitutionally obligated to like help out the transition team. It's a formality. But so. if he doesn't, he's going to look like a whiny, rich dick bag. And to a lot of us, he's already looked like that. Amen. <laughs> and so, so, you know. Shall we, shall we get off the politics? Let's, let's dust our... I do. I do believe that everybody should needs to use their platform to say something that they believe in. And Absolutely. We check that box, but it, I will say this is the one week where I just think people might have had enough. I agree. I agree. It's it's and this is the, this is a week. This is the time when entertainment and like the things that we, uh, you know, kind of ingest otherwise in terms of entertainment, like really help us kind of get through. And I will say. 
I will say quickly before we hop off this subject, like take the time, rest and refresh, recharge yourselves. But then when you're back ready to go, advocacy starts again because there are still big issues. It's not all going to be fixed overnight. Hell no. Good. That's a good, good way of putting it. I agree. Uh, So on the note of escapism, uh, my new Xbox showed up. I am so fucking excited. Nice. Not talk to you and go and play (laughs) fucking destiny or Assassin's Creed. I was going to ask, what is the first game you're going to play? I'm probably going to play destiny just because a lot of uh, that game is time sensitive and the, the game it's, it's interesting. The game world in that game moves in relative time with the real world. So you, um, you actually risk missing out on like one time events. They usually slay them pretty far in advance, but today was the launch day of the new expansion. I'm going to give it a try because they re-optimized the game for the new consoles. Well, there you go, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see that you to next next week. We'll have to get your hot take. As they are you a you're you're a PlayStation guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Xbox guy. I I fluct I I float, man. I fluctuate because I'm just kind of like which whichever's in front of me, I'm willing to play. Yeah. I'm not Dude, strictly one or the other, but like I grew, I had an Xbox, I had an original Xbox. I love the brick, the, <laughs> dude. That thing was unbreakable controller though, when you got it. Like you were like, Oh yeah. my God. I remember <laughs> playing, I remember playing halo on that fucking thing. Dude. Uh, I remember having to use the connecting cable to like link up with, a, with another Xbox to play with like multiple, you know, way more people, you know, dude. Uh, yeah. second only to connecting your game boy to somebody else's to trade Pokemon. Oh yeah. I remember that shit too. Uh, the, but yeah, I have a PlayStation currently PS4. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to get, a, uh, if we're going to re up real quick or not, but dude, I think that's the one thing. Like I like, I, I play Xbox because I enjoy Halo and I like some of the first party stuff. I never was a big, like God of war guy. So I'm not, down for like the playstation mm. everybody loves last of us i don't care enough <laughs> to buy a playstation just play last of us but fuck dude spider-man looks so good and the miles morales spider-man game that's about to come out mm. looks fucking phenomenal <laughs> yeah well i mean because they had such a great foundation to build on with like after the success of spider-man yeah like they were like oh shit this fucking works let's just like really make a morales game (laughs) yeah it is it's kind of exciting to see that stuff i i i i'm not like the biggest gamer you probably know that about me but like i recently got like tony hawk the the reimagined tony hawk (laughs) one and two so i've been slaying that uh and uh i you know i i don't normally like i don't know it's just it's like i have to be in a very particular state of mind to like want to like sit down and play a game yeah and i think i don't know for me it's just something i've enjoyed and it's like over in a lot of cases over watching a movie like if i could just chill out i know a lot of people will sit down and just be like, i'm gonna watch like the office or something mm. like my parents were like you spend so much time fucking playing games and i was like you guys spend so much time watching the news and yeah it's and true. like watching netflix mm. i'm just i'm just doing something slightly more interactive well totally it's it's just like like i was kind of saying earlier it's just like a, a different you're just ingesting different entertainment yeah and, and it's and, a different angle as well to it yeah well it, exactly and there's more interaction in video yeah. games so i won't say I mean, people get like i i will i won't say that like one's better than the other i mean no like not, i i it's not I, they're not comparable to each other i know it's it's impossible and it's 
it's weird how like specifically video games and like media in general has gotten this bad rap specifically from like the Fox news assholes that try to blame like GTA on oh. every school shooting. Like that's, it's, that shit goes deep, dude. Dude, it's so fucking frustrating to me. Video game he video game hate goes so deep, way back to like you know the the early like shooting games where people were like, "This is not good. This corrupting our your youth." Dude, I I so I will recommend a podcast to the hot dogs out there. Um, play, watch, listen. It's a podcast where they have a video game voice actor, a YouTuber, a composer, and a game developer. Oh, cool. And the composers done like movies, TV, games, all that. And they were talking about video games and just like media getting blamed for shit like that. And they're like, it goes back to like the comics code. Like that was the first instance of that. And it just evolved through it. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is like inherently tied together. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of, that kind of fucking... I don't know, labeling shit, like telling yeah. you censorship, censorship shit is, is it's, it's tied together with this like campaign of, you know, I don't know. like Deflecting. Yeah. And like, that's what stokes the fire and then enables those kind of things. Shit. That's why, the, that's why we have a rating system on fucking movies and shit. You there know you go. I mean? Yeah. But I'm trying to think there was an, like earlier films that were like rated BG and just, like who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, dude. Like that's that's what I mean. Like the use, like the rating system. I mean, like it's weird, like seeing where it's like how it's changed and evolved, kind of like that. Because you're just like, damn, they're like this shit is not a G fucking movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ice like, Age from when I was a kid was a G movie. Side fucking who framed Roger Rabbit? No yeah. way. If you've ever read about uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. That movie, like, like the I can't remember the name of the main actor, and that's that's on me. But he like lost his fucking marbles after making that movie. Oh yeah, I'd heard about because, that because because he was just like constantly talking to like <laughs> himself <laughs> or like a fake dummy, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or like you know, or it was just it was just weird. Like it was just the 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 filming of that movie was so fucking bizarre sounding. Yeah, like, I don't know, especially especially during that time. Like that oh, that yeah. movie just like blew open the doors on cgi and animation yeah. being live action if i'm recalling correctly that was like probably and probably held as like the pioneering movie for like live action mixed with cgi like, um i think it's tron tron <laughs> is really it? like the hockey suits it, what year did tron come out again do you remember i want to say like the late 70s no, 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 no. Dude, when when did Tron come out? Tron was at least. Yeah, look this up. Tron was at Should least an eighties movie. Well, I'm looking this up. Why don't we hop on to our next? Topic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mandalorian, right? The Mando is back in action. We, we, we talked on, about it last week on the last episode. Yeah, number he's, five. he's on his quest to bring the child or the kid or whatever the fuck uh, you want to call it. Eighty-two. 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 Look it up. Who Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit's next? Uh, but the Mando's back on his quest in the first episode. He... 88. Okay. Oh, wow. Tron Tron got a beat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what was... Okay, so the creature... First the, episode was, was like a just, crate dragon. But it's not even... It's not just a crate dragon. It's a greater crate dragon. When the greater oh. crate dragon, you know that by the distinction of like it be, being able to uh, projectile vomit 
that uh oh, fucking, that was fucking crazy stuff like yeah i was like i was like oh my god like not only is this situation where this giant apex predator is like you know they're trying to blow it up with like a handful of bombs and some bla- some tuscan raider blasters or yeah. <laughs> 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 which you know, I mentioned it on the last episode, but side note, like that, like hearing him have like almost full conversations in that language was so crazy to me. Like, Dude, I, it's it's so weird because in Star Wars, the Tuscans have always been just made out to be these crazy barbarians. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I mean, but like, you know, it makes sense. Like, they have to be communicate. They have to communicate somehow with each yeah. other, and they have a dialect, and it's probably learnable. So, you yeah. know, it's, it was just like that was interesting. I did. I did really appreciate that first episode because it gave it, it gave depth to characters that we never had like seen depth in, especially in the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think an inter. Like I saw something about how that entire episode was essentially a short quest line from the Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Where essentially like you're on tat in that game, you're on Tatooine and there's a little town getting tormented by a crate dragon. So you team up with some Tuscan Raiders and take it down. Oh, wow. And I, was like, yeah, that's, I was like, that's pretty on the nose. And that's, mm-hmm. I remember when that game got decanonized when Disney bought uh, Star Wars everybody was pissed because there's so many cool ideas i remember looking online after the after oh yeah after watching cherry pick them totally like and like the uh like rogue one cherry picks some stuff from the extended universe i mean like you've been seeing it all over the place with the new films with the mandalorian season one like they're just these interesting little ideas that are getting picked out. I mean, like, I don't expect them to do like death troopers. Or anything. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, doggo angry. Yeah, there's. Well, I think, uh, I think my girlfriend's home. That that must be that. Uh, usually, I'm also at the door barking. So, <laughs> <laughs> good camaraderie with your animal. Uh, but okay, so the first episode, you you definitely we'll just we'll give a quick recap of the couple. But the first episode, you see. Uh, the greater Craig dragon which was like which is yeah. really fucking cool but you also meet uh timothy oliphant's character the uh, marshal the marshal of uh fucking most uh what's the name of the place most Pel- Mo- pelgo most pelgo most pelgo something like that but like he the exciting thing about him uh, outside of you know being charismatic uh is <laughs> <laughs> being timothy oliphant <laughs> <laughs> is that uh he has somehow come across boba fett's armor and severely acid burn but enough for me to go up. holy fucking shit when it panned over to him yeah and it, the missile system still works like like he uses the missile guidance system yeah uh, which is fucking dope dude i will um, i will say only afterwards did i realize oh boba fett's armor is really ill-fitting on him like it was obvious from the get-go that this probably wasn't boba fett yeah yeah, and uh, and and that was the cool thing about the the end of the episode. Once they kind of wrapped up the adventure, which which was kind of uh, both the episodes so far have been kind of creature of the week adventure the sort of episodes. But at the end, you get that snippet of uh, episode one of yeah. actual Boba Fett. Yeah, which uh, looks, dude. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Like that was like the most exciting thing about that episode, amongst other stuff. But it was just like played oh. by the. Played by the actor that played Django Fett. And rumor has it, I, I, I read that uh, they're actually beginning to film a like Boba Fett series. Interesting. Yeah. 
I wonder I, what, I hadn't heard I wonder when that would it. take place. Same, same. I, I wonder if it'd take, exactly. I have no idea where they'd fit it in, but they, you know, I mean, because, because like this character looks obviously like some point after he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Uh, he but, looks like, he looks like a bit scarred up too. Yeah. He looks himself fucked up. So he's, he's seen some shit and maybe that's what, the, that's what it is. Maybe you see whatever happens to him uh, after he gets ingested by the Sarlacc pit. And then like, to the point where he's introduced in the Mandalorian. Dude, if there's going to be a Boba Fett series, I actually would, I would go with the angle of just making it re- really committing to like a bounty of the week style. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. And doing it like pre empire, like Boba that, Fett making his name. That would be really cool. That would be exciting. Um, I just, feel like, I just, feel like Star Wars has gotten so stuck up in this, like, Oh, we got to focus on one major storyline, the Skywalkers. Like, and I hope they don't go with totally. that with like Mandalorian, where they're like, "This is successful. Everything yeah. is now tangential to the Mandalorian." Well, and we—I feel like you know—we've talked about it, but like, it makes—it's true though. It's like they need to stop focusing on what they—they—they they, they know has worked in the past, and like, look at what they're currently, what their current successes are, and what people yeah. are thirsting for, and they're not thirsting for. Yeah, you know, no disrespect to to Mark Hamill, but they're not thirsting for more Luke Skywalker. They're thirsting for an expansion of the ideas that have been laid down and like yeah. the the universe itself, because there's so much playground. You know what Dude, I mean? I saw I saw something about how like I think it was um like there's this YouTuber named Captain Midnight, and he does he talks about like older franchises and references them to a lot of like reboots that have happened. He was talking about how Tatooine is used in The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. and how like in the first season, there was that episode on Tatooine that was that Ming-Na Wen was in Mm -hmm. and how that was one of his least favorite episodes because it felt so fan servicey. Yeah. And, but then you got this episode where it was touching on very similar structures, very similar world overall, but it did really different things with the established like setting you mm-hmm. had the crate dragon you you got to see like oh the empire fell but as soon as the empire fell somebody bad came in and slayed these people anyway mm-hmm. like it's adding depth and width to it rather than focusing on like not everything has to revolve yeah. around palpatine but, not everything has to revolve around fucking luke skywalker yeah but one and you know the example laid forth is uh is good because it's like they had that first step i mean like the thing is they had that first episode that did pay that fan service that gave people the room to believe that they were going in a like that gave them like something to like look for more of yeah and then this follow-up season you're seeing that they are like almost right off the bat like expanding what you know yeah and and so it's kind of it's kind of nice because like there was a little bit of that in the first season but they also, like you were saying, kind of included a little more, you know, a few more tip of the hat kind yeah. of moments. And I think we're going to see a f- like less of that and more of, I mean, we'll still see some of that because of Star yeah. Wars, but you know, you, we'll see more of new shit. You know what I mean? Shall we move on to the second episode then? Yeah. I mean, the perfect, talk- exam- talk- the perfect example is the X-Wings in that. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it immediately 
ties you to the greater Star Wars universe, but it, you, you know, they're, they're pilots you don't know. They're uh, you're basically just doing a patrol. They're not doing something you, you've seen X-Wing pilots do and they're on a completely different planet. They're just doing like, yeah. I mean, oh, all, you know, and, and then they're resistance also, pilots. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's also rewarding to fans like myself that know about like the greater universe. So like in watching that scene where the pilots go, Hey, switch channel two. Mm. It's silent for a moment. And then the wings start to open up. And yeah, that was, I, I, was watching, I loved that dude. I, I was watching it with my girlfriend and when the wings opened up, I went, oh, and she was like, she was like, I was like, they're going into attack formation. Like, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> the X foils. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, shit. I was like, that's a little that touch that makes it really satisfying to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, that's that's why like they just need to keep that path because uh in in this episode dude like it it, it was kind of interesting because they centered it mostly on an ice planet which i don't know if there's the ice was this the ice planet from the trailers that you yes you, yeah it was, this was it um it was just kind of like interesting because you know like you also have this sort of reminder of empire strikes back instantly with like the hot sequence and stuff that is I kept thinking of Empire Strikes Back when they land on the asteroid and they go into the like was, creature's yeah. mouth. It's well, like there's this weird unsettling feeling that was eventually proved correct. Yeah. And I mean there's a lot going on. There's like a lot of random shit happening. So so Mando is is taking a passenger, he knows something about other Mandalorians uh to It's like a like a frog lizard yeah, thing. Like a, like a frog uh creature uh who it's like taking its eggs to get fertilized yeah and they're like the last eggs of her life cycle so she's really hoping that they that it works out and the kid yeah the, the kid <laughs> just keeps eating them which is fucking weird i had such mixed feelings but i was like that's adorable <laughs> we all had mixed feelings. like why is he eating Dude, this is the dog? first time i've gone online after watching an episode of the mandalorian and see the hate <laughs> for baby yoda yeah i was like damn dude kid's going kid- hard I think like the next day, I, the next day, me and like I was walking around with Kate, and she was like, "Well, we do eat eggs." Thank <laughs> you. That's it's true. We're humans. We don't got. I guess. I guess it's just a bit <laughs> creepier that the mom's sitting right there and baby O's popping little fucking yeah. eggs. Uh, but the, so the the main the the main issue kind of really happens when Baby Yoda finds a different sort of egg, though. And eats it. <laughs> eats it, and it turns like a out, fucking like a real baby just putting shit in its mouth. And it's so gross. I was like, I was like, he's probably enjoying it, but it looks really fucking gross. And yeah. it turns out to be a, ba- a baby, I like ice spider egg of some sort. And dude, those things were wild. That was a freaky sequence. Yeah, dude, I was not into that. I don't like spiders to begin with, but like, I was like <laughs> God damn it, another giant spider. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, what they got on the ship, and they got into the they got into the cockpit, and they were closing. Oh, yeah. the door spiders were pouring in i was like holy shit this is like this this creepy yeah well and that was finally a good time like for him to use his flamethrower on them i was just i kept waiting for him to bust out his fire i was just like why Dude, is he when, just using a blaster <laughs> when he when he lit up the fire and then he and then it cut away so you could mm-hmm. see the reflection of the flames i was like fuck yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna give us the fire in this episode i know i was like what the hell uh but yeah so that that was that was wild but what was cool was like the the interaction like the i mean like the spice spiders and all that shit was really neat but the cool thing was the interaction between the x-wing pilots and the mando fucking dicks like they <laughs> save his ass 
and then they like they run his like they tell me they've ran his plates and stuff basically and like they'll basically just like let him be if uh if he doesn't collect his rewards or whatever and so they literally like like, they'll let him be but they won't even help him fix his ship (laughs) well but that was the thing they didn't even mention anything about his ship and then they just like don't even fucking offer to help him. They just leave him there to deal with it. Which is this is um, this is something this we is talked like, about in on the uh, on the last episode. Such a dick move. This is something we talked about in the last episode. But it's like there have to be like when it came to um, was it Cassian Andor, the mm-hmm. dude from Rogue One, mm-hmm. who was talking about doing terrible things in the name of the rebellion. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, like in this episode, it's like yeah, there have to be some like assholes that were part of the rebellion or now sure. the Republic. I mean, I wouldn't, gotta... I wouldn't know if these guys were assholes necessarily though. Like they, I mean, they fucking left him there for sure, but like they, they also like, die. <laughs> but they also like, this is a dude who's like the first thing they discovered about him was that he helped break a prisoner out of like a fucking resistance convoy. So they're like, we're not going to take you in as long as you just don't collect your reward. It was money. Like they broke up. He but, broke one prisoner out and then left them three more. <laughs> fair enough. But uh i just thought it was i mean like i just like it was like such a it was like a funny dick move to me that like they yeah. just were really, like you know like figure out your shit <laughs> we're gonna leave but uh i kept thinking the actor that played one of the x-wing pilots um his name he was in uh kim's convenience his name is paul sun yeah. yeah yeah and yeah i recognize that guy i really kept waiting for it i was like i was really hoping that he would like at the very last minute be like okay see you because <laughs> that's Did like you, mr. that's mr kim's like famous line in, the, in kim's community He's like okay i'll see you a lot of a lot of fan casts i've seen have him playing iroh in the avatar live action series i would um, love that he would see be so perfect for that dude he um no joke that you know who the rad. other pilot was no i didn't i was too, it was, I was too stumbling. It was dave it was dave filoni oh was it <laughs> <laughs> like the dude who is responsible for the mandalorian and yeah. the clone wars and all that basically the dude responsible for any modern good star wars, star wars. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he took the prequels and was like there's cool ideas in this yeah man uh so looking forward to more of the mandalorian that's dude, for sure but... ahsoka will arrive at some point she will in the form she of will. rosario dawson with I weird cannot, tentacle hair i cannot wait it'll be fucking dope I hope she has her lightsabers and everything. I hope she there's a dark saber fight. Did you watch did you watch um any of Star Wars uh Rebels? Uh, I've only watched like the clips of the good shit. <laughs> with, with Ahsoka? Yeah. She has the Basically. two white lightsabers? Yeah, yeah. Cause like I mean, she's like her character alone is worth exploring because she ex- like goes her character goes deeper into what the fucking force and the Jedi are all about yeah. than the any gray, modern right? character that they already have. And yeah. so they might as fucking well. She's, I, I guess Rebels really dealt a lot with like the in-between. Like not, it's not as polarized as everything makes it out to be. The real balance of the force is where the Jedi, Jedi and the Sith meet in the middle. Mm. And that's, that was, that's, that's like Ahsoka's mantra. She's yeah. not a Jedi. She's not a Sith, but she's yeah. using the best of both sides. Yeah. As one should. I mean, as one should. Uh, but Mando aside, because we only have those two episodes, we're thirsting for more. What else we got on the? Uh, what um, else we consume? Wandavision might get delayed, which it, is it might be. Well, that'd be I, Who knows? Yeah, I, I mean we're still we're still stuck on waiting for fucking Black Widow. Don't make us wait for Wandavision. I know. Uh, but 
I read that the, the studio, the first episode was a, was actually confirmed to be filmed in black and white and in front of a live studio audience. So perfect. Yeah, That's going to be really a blast that, to watch. Really get that sitcom-y feel, I suppose. So, yeah, I, what I've been watching. Um, I started the third season of Killing Eve. That oh, yeah, show yeah. is phenomenal. That and Peaky Blinders has been holding me over for a few weeks now. There you go. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like Killing Eve, I, I remember I got through the first season. I haven't finished. I haven't even started the second or the third, obviously. But uh, it's really worth exploring. Sandra Oh is amazing uh, yeah. as ever. And uh, Jody Kilmer, who plays Villanelle, yeah. won an Emmy for like Best Actress in Drama yeah, for playing Villanelle. Or like supporting actress, I think. It's like... Uh, it's like a, a very low key show. Like I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it really is a good show. Like I think it's, it's going to be one of those shows that it's going to run sort of below the radar for a bit and mm. people are going to love it. And then it's going to blow up once it all like lands on a Netflix or something like that. It's yeah, all sure. on Hulu right now, but Hulu's definitely not as mainstream as like Netflix. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's cool, man. I, I really got to get on there and check out more of that. I've been so, watching uh, Hellstrom, that like that newer Marvel show. Is that on, a Hulu on, show? It, it's a, yeah, it's a Hulu show. Well, I haven't seen shit from like about that. It's actually kind of interesting. It's like it's a lot of possession shit because I think the characters, sort of like, they, the characters that they used from Marvel are like uh, related to like the hellscape basically yeah. somehow. So I kept seeing the one shit. thing I saw about it was essentially like that Ghost Rider exists very closely with this mm-hmm. line. And I guess this film, the, the Hellstrom show was supposed to coincide with Gabriel Luna's Ghost Rider show that got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been fucking, I wish that show would have gone through. I don't know why they kept this it, show and didn't follow through with that show, but I fucking <laughs> loved that ghost rider in season four of agents of shield. And I would have paid to see more of them. Yeah, dude, it would have been a good, it would have been a smart move to fucking continue with that. That's for sure. I don't that's know what, nice. I don't know what the, I, Ooh, Keanu Reeves casting in the MCU getting to play Johnny blaze. Is it official? No. Oh, <laughs> We were talking about how uh, the, how Moon Knight's going to Oscar Isaac. It looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar Shia Isaac has officially gotten that Moon Knight, but Shia LaBeouf would be a good Craven. So you gotta find a Keanu man. Yeah, well, and Keanu's love of motorcycles would easily probably persuade him to take that role. But r- rumor has it for Dick. some time now, Mar- Marvel has been like trying to find a role for him. Like I, I read somewhere, I can't remember what who said it, but they were like. Every time we have a new project coming up, we try and think of what Keanu can do in it. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, I would, fuck yeah, dude. You'd be, you'd be great Johnny Blaze. He would. He would. I, I saw a rumor that they're trying to get... Uh, I'll conclude my matinee edition thoughts on this. I saw two rumors recently. One was that supposedly they're, they're talking real hard to Mr. Hugh Jackman on uh, doing a cameo as Wolverine in the Sick. Doctor Strange sequel. Sick. Uh, which obviously I'm down for. And two, I read a rumor that Nicolas Cage might be in being pursued for Ghost Rider once again. 